Hey guys, it's Carson Prisma, and you are tuned in to the Anomaly Podcast, where it's raw, transparent, and always lit. What's up, what's up, guys? It's Carson Charisma, and I am back. I'm so excited to be back. The Anomaly Podcast, Season 4, Episode 1. It's here, right? Like, it's crazy. It's here. I'm ecstatic. There's so much crazy shit going on in my life right now, but, like, good crazy shit, but, like, crazy shit. Like, let's just be real about it. Like, things are hectic as fuck, <laughs> but um, it's a good hectic. Like, everything that I've been working for during this sabbatical... Um, and previously to that, everything is like kind of coming into play and it's good. It's, it's fun. Like life is, is what it is. God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, but I am glad to be back. I'm glad to be able to take this time to come back to my listeners and just talk to y'all and just tell you what's going on, like with life and just see what you guys are up to. Like, you know, I love y'all. I love y'all. And this is like literally like my audio journal. So I'm able to just like get shit out, maybe impact a person or two, change somebody's like mindset and outlook on something, offer some solutions to what you're going through. You're good. I'm good. Like everybody's like good. This is like therapeutic for me. So with that said, again, I'm glad to be back. So like shit's crazy out here right now. Um, there's just a lot going on. And so obviously everybody's again, scrolling on social media and I saw the cucumber challenge. I was like, what the fuck? And so I was initially going to like talk about that because I really had some like strong feelings about the cucumber challenge. But at the end of the day, like the cucumber challenge doesn't really relate to me because I'm not going to go suck on a cucumber on social media. And so I can talk about it, but like who really gives a fuck at the end of the day? Like, sure. Do you want to suck on a cucumber? Like suck on a cucumber. So I was thinking like, I'm not going to talk about the cucumber challenge. And there are so many other things I could discuss that are like current topics, things that are going on right now. But um, I needed to like dig deeper. And again, this is like a therapeutic process for me. So it's like, what are you going through right now, Carson, that, you know, you can share with your listeners? Because again, we were all, we transparent and we always motherfucking lit. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, what can I share that's just going to be real? Like, this is my real experience. This is the Anomaly Podcast. This is your thing. What can you talk about? And so I decided to go with The Shack Up. The Shack Up, season four, episode one. So like, are y'all living with anybody right now? Like, are you currently living with someone? Um, and when I say someone, obviously like your partner, like your significant other, because the definition of like cohabitation, which AKA The Shack Up, right, is living together and having a sexual relationship without being married. Like that is the book definition. And so currently, yes, currently, I am cohabitating. <laughs> I am cohabitating. Um, yeah, I live with someone. I have a sexual relationship with this person, and I am not married to this person. And um, in a couple of weeks, we are no longer going to be living together. <laughs> um, so a lot is going on. And so I was like, this is something that I have to talk about. Uh, me personally, I have, this is the second uh, boyfriend, partner, whatever you'd like to call it, um, if you don't like labels, whatever, that I have lived with. Um, when I lived in Atlanta for a couple of years, um, I actually met my boyfriend at the time, like literally in the leasing office. I 
was like in the leasing office picking up a package and he like walked in, we chatted for a second. It was real cute or whatever. Um, and then we kind of exchanged phone numbers. He went his way, I went mine. And we literally lived like across the street from each other. One thing led to another. We started dating. We were together all the time. And then it was like, okay, like, why, why are we living separately? Like, what is the point in this? Like, you're always here. I'm always with you. You're always with me. We might as well just live together. Like, let's just live together. Cut costs, cut expenses. Like, you're paying rent. I'm paying rent. Um, so let's just say fuck it and, like, move in together. My lease was coming to an end. His uh, still had time. He had a roommate at the time, but his roommate was moving in to the house with his girlfriend, which freed up some space for me. Um, and so I moved in. So that was the first mistake. <laughs> we moved in more so based on like financial gain. It was like, okay, let's save money. Like we're already together all the time. Let's save money. But there's a huge fucking difference guys. Like between like always being at your boyfriend and girlfriend's house versus like we live together. Like nigga, we stuck together. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we might have like two bedrooms, but like, I can't physically leave and go to another place because um, I have nowhere to go. I live here. So I can't physically and leave and go to another place when you're, like, annoying the shit out of me. And let's just be real. Like, a little fact about Carson Charisma, I'm not good with living with people. Like, I'm not good with, like, not having my own space to just breathe, to think. Um, solitude, as I've gotten older, has become so important to me. And it's really hard to always have someone like there, like, but it wasn't bad at first and it never really got bad. Let me like, let me be clear. It never really got horrible. Um, one thing about this guy that I was living with in Atlanta, um, I could be in the same room with him and still feel like I was having me time. Right. In a sense. And I think that's super important. I never felt as if he was crowding my space um, we could literally be in the same room and not have to talk. And it was just nice to be in each other's presence. Um, I'm, sometimes I don't want to talk, right? Sometimes it's not funny. Sometimes I don't want to talk <laughs> me not talking. What? <laughs> but so seriously, sometimes, you know, after a long day, you just want to come home. You don't want to fucking talk. You just want to relax and like be alone. But in the beginning I was able to like be alone with him. Well, excuse me, be with him, but still feel like I was alone in a sense. So it worked out. It was cool. Um, there were like little things that were kind of fucking annoying, right? Like him like leaving like dirty clothes on the floor or, you know, the toilet seat up. But I'm pretty sure I was pretty annoying. Like I had makeup on the counter and like old eyelashes and the eyelash glue like stuck to the counter. I'm not a dirty person, so don't fucking judge me. But, you know, like little things I'm pretty sure we annoyed each other with. But overall, it was actually not a dope experience, but it was a cool experience. It was, it, it was, gave me room to say, okay, this is something that I can do. Um, this is someone that I can be with long-term or not. Right. It kind of let, it kind of gave me vision into the future, um, for lack of better terms. I was able to kind of get an understanding of who he was, um, on a deeper level. I think you don't really truly fucking know someone until you live with them. Like, like dead ass. Um, and so for the most part, he was a clean guy. Um, when it came to like bills and things of that nature, we never had a problem. Um, majority of the time we split the bills 50, 50. And at the time I was okay with that. Um, and sometimes he would like literally surprise me and be like, yeah, like I'll be getting ready to give him rent. I'm like, Oh, here it's first. Here you go. And he's like, Oh no, but I got it. 
So like he was really cool on that front. I was like, oh, okay, okay, Diddy. <laughs> so you know, it was really cool on that front. We never had any problems like when it came to like bills or who's getting get groceries and all that stuff. Like it just kind of worked out. It like it played itself out. Everything was cool. Um, reasons why we stopped living together. Literally, um, we had like pretty much broke up. I had moved to Minneapolis for work, and it just kind of dissolved on its own. It wasn't any like major like catastrophe that happened. Um, so however, we broke up, but we were still really living together. So I was in Minneapolis traveling back and forth and, um, I would come home on the weekends and I was still paying rent there. Um, so I would come home back and forth on weekends and it was like, okay, could you not have girls here? Like, I know we're not completely, like we're not together, but I'm not also, I have not moved out. My things are still here. Like, just be respectful. Who knows if he had girls there or not when I was in there. I'm pretty sure he did. Niggas be niggas. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. Um, So overall, that situation was cool. So (sighs) the fucking shack up. After that, single, went to Chicago, you know, did my thing, lived alone, and it was great. Um, Moved to (laughs) Charlotte, where I currently am. And, um, I got a boyfriend fairly quick guys. Like I literally like, and I, it wasn't anything that was like planned. I wasn't trying to be in a relationship. Um, but it just happened. And so the cohabitation <laughs> kind of happened the same way. It just happened. And so before I get into that, because this is like some deep shit, cause again, like I said, in the beginning of this podcast is I'm currently cohabitating, but we are about to (laughs) no longer do that. And I'm going to tell you why, but first let me give y'all some like hard cult facts, like just to give you like a background and a history of like the fucking shack up. Right. So currently right now there are 18 million people who are unmarried and live together, right? 40% of those unmarried couples live together and have children. And the average cohabitating age group is from 25 to 34, which myself and a lot of you all fit in, right? We fit in that that age range. We fit in that group. Um, what's crazy about this, right? If you think about like legally and like the legality, um, excuse me, the legality of cohabitating, there is a lot that comes with it. It's like, God forbid you're living with somebody for like 30 years and you guys never get married because you just don't want to get married and you're cool with it. Like you're, you're good on not getting married, but you love each other. What if that person dies? Like, what are your rights, right? I started thinking about stuff like that. And so did you guys know that currently Michigan and in Michigan and Mississippi, currently it is a crime to live together and not be married? I had no fucking idea. So all y'all people in Mississippi and Michigan who are living together and fucking on your boyfriend and girlfriend and you're not married, y'all finna go to jail because that's a fucking crime. Do you know you can go to jail for that? Michigan, Mississippi? I don't know if I have any listeners out there. But y'all can really go to jail. Isn't that fucking crazy? And Florida, and I know some of y'all niggas in Florida living together. I got some listeners in Florida, college friends, living with your man, living with your girl. And y'all been living together prior to 2016. Y'all could have went to jail. Because only in March of 2016 did Florida make it legal for people to live together and not be married. Isn't that crazy? That's so absurd. You don't think about it. And I mean, obviously these laws are like, enforced to the full extent like nobody's knocking on doors like hey do you live here you're going to jail like nobody's doing that shit but if you look into it you would learn that florida just made it legal only three years ago to live with somebody like that's not a long time ago that's actually super super crazy know your laws because if y'all laid up with your boyfriend and girlfriend in state that you're not supposed to be living together 
Your ass can go to jail. Fucking crazy. But that's neither here nor there. So, just wanted to lay out some facts for you guys. So, um, let's just get into it, right? My current situation. So, I moved to Charlotte in about uh, in August of last year. Almost a year now. This is crazy. Almost a year I've been in Charlotte. Uh, moved from Chicago. Met this guy. Um, and, like, we hit it off. We just, it was crazy, like, on some, like, love at first sight type shit. Like, it was, it was really psycho. Like, it was fucking crazy. Um, and we literally spent every day together. Like, we literally were just together all the time, all the time, all the time. And again, another situation, <laughs> he lived like down the street from me, like two minutes away. So it was like super convenient to see each other. Um, it was that honeymoon, like, so in love, like, oh my God. But it was like too soon to say you're in love, but you're like so in love. Like, hold on, am I really in love? Or it's like, I just really like, we're fucking with the vibe, right? Um, and so things were really good. And then he was like at my house all the time. Um, he had a roommate at the time, but he was at my house all the time. And I don't know, like, I think their lease was coming to an end and I never really asked him like, okay, Hey, like, where are you getting another place? Like what's going on? And he never like really brought it up to me. I never really brought it up to him, but he was just always there. And it didn't matter to me because, you know, I enjoyed his company. Like everything was cool. And so, um, and then, like, one month, he just kind of, like, helped me out with rent. Like, he just gave me some money for rent. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, he, I mean, he has been here a lot. So, yeah, cool. I appreciate it. And then um, <laughs> he just kind of, like, continued to, like, help me with rent. <laughs> and I never really, like, said anything. But it was, like, cool. Like, oh, okay, my nigga, like, helping me. But I, the whole time, I was thinking that he was still, like, paying rent at his other place. Um, Come to find out, like, he had pretty much just, like, moved in. <laughs> and we never like discussed it. We never like had a conversation. We never sat down and said like, Hey, like we should move in together. Like we should like take these steps to like move in together. So it just kind of happened. Um, and that's totally my fault. Cause I should have been like, nigga, like, go home. Like <laughs> your bags are here, but I don't understand. Don't you have a house? Like you're, you're paying rent a lot here lately. <laughs> like, um, but I didn't because I, again, like it was, this person that um, is my partner who I, I love, I care for, and I don't mind it. Like, I, I feel great about the situation. I like coming home to this person. I like waking up beside them. Um, and so I was kind of caught up in that, not realizing, like, again, we did this the wrong way. We didn't move in for the right reasons. Like, this literally just happened because your lease was up and then we never really had a conversation. You just start paying bills and and, and it was like, okay, cool. Um, so guys don't fucking do that shit. Like have a fucking conversation. I'm telling you. And so because of the lack of conversation, things started to go astray. Right. Um, yeah, you're like helping me with rent. Like, so once we establish like, okay, like you're living here, um, this is, we're going to do this. We're, we're living together. And it happened really soon. Like I said, it just happened. Like there was no conversation. And so because we didn't have a conversation, there were no expectations set. Right. Uh, there was no, okay, who's paying what? How are we splitting bills? Um, there was no like, no, like, okay, well, what do you mind if I, if I have company here, like that of the opposite sex, like uh, there was no conversation uh, about like adequate times or, or times that um, are appropriate to come in the house after we go hang out or whatever. Like there was no conversation of like a mutual under like coming to a mutual understanding of what it means to live with one another and what we need out of a living situation out of a cohabitating 
the shack up situation. Like we didn't have that conversation. And so uh, things just really started to go left. And I realized very quickly um, that this person, as much as I love and care for them, they are not ready to be um, in a cohabitating situation. Uh, They need to be on their own, right? Uh, And I need to be on my own because again, it happened so quickly and I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I had just moved here. I got into a relationship fairly quickly, which uh, again, that I don't regret, right? Like it was, it was a a very easy, natural thing. Nothing was forced, um, and so that it was amazing, right? And it, and it still is great. Uh, but the turmoil came when it was like a living situation. When it became a living situation uh, that neither one of us were ready for, right? And um, again, like I stated earlier, Carson Charisma is not good with living with people. Like sometimes I just want my own fucking space. And I had gotten this one bedroom apartment for me, right? Not for me and you. Um, And he has a a daughter um, and she visits every other weekend. So it gets hectic, right? Between me, you, and your daughter who comes every other weekend in this one bedroom apartment. Ugh, that shit is tough. I need you to get the fuck out. I need y'all to leave me alone. Like, I can't stand this shit. Like, I have nowhere else to go. Like, I'm stuck with you. Um, and I'm not good with that shit. I'm not good with it. Um, and there's only so much space, right? There's only so many doors I can close to be like, I need this solitude. I need this moment. Um, and some people aren't good with that. Some people aren't good with the fact that other people need solitude. And again, if you have the proper conversations, then you'll know these things. Right. Um, so when I say I just need to be alone, he might have taken that as like, oh, so you don't want to be near me. You don't want to like fuck with me. Like what's going on? What's wrong? But it's not that like, I love you. I care for you. I enjoy you. But right now Carson needs her space. Like I need as much as I am a extrovert. At heart, I'm an introvert because the the true definition of an introvert um, is someone who needs to be alone to recharge in order to be that extroverted person that they are. And so for me to recharge and to um, just really think and and be the best I can be, I have to be alone to do that. Um, I need my space to do that. And um, I wasn't necessarily given that um, in this living situation. Um, Then it came to a thing of like bills, right? Okay, well, you're giving me half a rent, um, but what about the light bill? What about the cable bill? What about uh, the water bill? What about sewage and trash? Right? Like, 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 what's up? You know what I'm saying? Um, like, where, where, where's all that other money, nigga? I need my money. You're and you're good for leaving the lights on in the fucking house. So what's up? Like, this light bill's expensive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do power plays no games? Um, and so then things like that came into play. So it was like. No, I, I need that. Right. I need you to, to, to man up and take care of that. And um, I've gotten to the point now, you know, again, being 27 and being ready uh, to, to, in a sense, to settle down and really uh, build a life with someone. I don't have to get married tomorrow, but I'm ready to build that life. Um, I look to my parents. Right. So um, my parents lived together prior to uh, being married. Uh, they had a child together prior to being married. And so um, my my parents have been together, been married now for 26, 27 years. And so um, I look at their living situation and that's how I want. That's what I want as I as I continue to move forward. Right. I want um, 
and this might be selfish, this might be bougie, guess what? I don't give a fuck. My dad takes care of the mortgage. My mom takes care of everything else. She pays the utilities. She makes sure, you know, the car note is taken care of. Um, my dad owns the other car. So, you know, they only have one car note, which kudos to them. Um, but yeah, so my mom makes sure the car note's taken care of, I think, or my dad might pay that. But like, you know, little things like insurance, utilities, like groceries were good, you know, whatever. Um, it's not like when my dad's at the grocery store or when my dad's out. And my mom says, hey, can you pick up this from Walmart? He's like, no, that's your responsibility, right? Like it's shared responsibilities. Um, but the main big things, dad takes care of mortgage, mom takes care of those other little things um, to make sure that the lights are on, right? That the, that when my dad wants to watch the the ESPN or, you know, the sports game, he can watch that, right? Because cable's paid. Or if he sees a new series on Netflix, that's taken care of, right? Um, he needs to do some work on the computer. There's Wi-Fi in the house, Right. Um, and so that's the kind of living situation as I get older that I aspire to have, right? Um, you take care of me, I'll take care of us, right? You make sure there's a roof over my head, I'll make sure that the lights are on. I'll make sure that the TV works, right? I'll, I'll make sure there's there's food on the stove. Like, that's just how um, I've, I've seen it in my head. And again, due to lack of communication, which I have stressed to y'all so many fucking times, and look at me, not taking my own fucking advice, due to lack of communication, we ended up here where it was like, we didn't have like an agreement uh, on how things would be split or paid or done. Um, and so it became frustrating financially, like, because it's like, you don't think this is your responsibility. I think it is. Um, I think, I feel like I'm coming more out of pocket than you are for certain things, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, that caused a lot of turmoil. It caused a lot of turmoil, which therefore like folds into other things. So now we're like fussing at each other more, or we're arguing more or, you know, now when I say I need space, it's like, what the fuck are you going to do? You know, or vice versa. Like, where are you at? What are you doing? And um, like now you come in the house and we're not uh, we don't hug or embrace each other as much as we used to. Like just little things. Um, and it's just something that neither one of us were ready for. And nor did we have the conversation to say, hey, these are the things I need. And this is what I expect um, as we move forward and build. Um, what are your priorities? Right. Like. Like, it's a problem to me when, you know, your priorities differ than mine, right? Because my priority, main priority is this household, right? Like, as much as I want to go on vacations and buy new shoes and go to the club and do whatever, my priority is to make sure that I have a home to come to, <laughs> come home to, right? And have lights on and like, you know, like, I can watch a good movie and I got food on the stove. Like, those are things that are fucking priorities to me. Um, and so it's like, what are your priorities? Are they the same as mine? Or is this just like, you're, you're doing this? Why? Right. And so, um, yeah, so basically long story short, we have decided <laughs> that neither one of us, um, need to be living with each other at this point in time. Um, and so you go your way, I go mine. Um, I will, we'll still be cool. We'll still hang out. Um, it's not a necessarily a breaking up situation. Um, if it results in that, I think we're both like, okay. Uh, however, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't what I expected it to be. And I am full, fully, fully holding myself fully accountable um, because of the way it happened. It just happened so quickly, so fast. And yeah, it was nice to like have somebody to like to pay half the rent and I save some money, but it was for the wrong reasons. Like I'm like, yeah, like you, I want somebody to, help pay rent. Like, why not? Like, cool, great. That's really nice. I can pocket, you know, 600 plus dollars every month. Um, 
but is this really for the benefit of our, of our relationship? Like, are we really benefiting from this? Um, and are we really growing as individuals and as a couple? Like, or is it hindering us? And so um, I just kind of did some research, like, in regards to the shack up, right? And does it hinder couples or does it make them better? And so what's crazy is the shack up is different for white folk than it is for black folk. How ironic, right? So white people, uh, this, this is a study from the University of Denver. This is not just Carson Christmas speaking. So this study basically was saying that like white people view uh, living together prior to marriage, the shack up, they view this as like a trial run. Um, whereas black people view it, uh, and I say a trial run, a trial run to marriage. Whereas black people view uh, the shack up as an alternative to marriage. You, you peep that? So these people, these white people... <laughs> These, these white people sounded kind of racist. White people <laughs> view the shack up as a trial run to marriage, whereas black people view it as an alternative. So if you guys know anything about marriage, you know, they said it makes uh, your your lifespan longer. You, you have more longevity to life if you are waking up beside someone you truly love. You know, all this extra shit like love is, you know, all this great, amazing butterflies and rainbows bullshit. Right. But hey, statistically, that's what they say. So basically, marriage for Black people doesn't do anything differently in terms of their lifespan than a cohabitating Black couple because the cohabitating, excuse me, cohabitating Black couple views that as an alternative marriage. So because it's an alternative to marriage to them, they get the same benefits um, because they're treating it similar to marriage. They get the same benefits of a, a married black couple or just a married couple in general. Right. Um, and then the white couple, because they view it as a trial run, it's their, their longevity if in a cohabitating situation is cut shorter. Isn't that interesting? Right. Super, super interesting. And um, also the university of Denver study said people who move in together prior to engagement or marriage reported significantly lower qualities of marriage, a significantly lower quality of marriage and have a greater chance of divorce. And so I started to think about like, okay, why is that? And then I kind of applied it to my situation, right? We are literally have said, you know what? You've got your place. I literally have signed a new lease. He's signed his own lease. We've literally said, it is a fact. We are going our separate ways. We're good. We're done with living together. I'm good on it. You're good on it. Love you, but gotta go, Right. Um, and so I thought about this in regards to my situation, of course, it's going to be easier or how you have a greater chance of divorce because it's easier for you to just be like, peace out. Because in a sense, do you, when you live together prior to engagement or marriage, does that mean you value commitment less, right? Are you less interested in marriage or does it increase your acceptance in divorce in a sense? Um, and maybe it does, maybe it does because for me, I'm totally down for divorce. Like, I know that sounds fucked up, but I am totally down for divorce. Like, you only have one life to live. You have one fucking life to live. Why live it miserably? What fucking sense does that make? Nigga, I got to go. I'm not happy no more. Like, you don't make me happy. I got to go. So it's either like I cheat on you, you cheat on me, we come home and we act, we put on this facade and act like everything's good. Or I can say, listen, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I'm not happy. I have to go and live my life. Like, what the fuck? Listen, if you're married and you're not happy, man or man or woman, and you're they're not treating you right, you haven't been happy for a long time, and you and key key component to this, you have tried everything possible 
everything possible to make that relationship work and, to, and you've given it your all and it's just not there anymore, why would you stay? And please don't stay for the sake of kids. That's another thing that the University of Denver did. So a lot of children who are born to cohabitating parents, and remember I said earlier, 40% of married couples in the United States who currently live together have children. So these 40% of couples have children. Those children are more likely to see their parents break up than married couples. Why? Because what they're saying is that when you um, enter the quote unquote shack up, right? That's, that's my words for it. When you enter this cohabitating space, the acceptance, um, you, excuse me, the, the value of commitment lessens, right? The interest in marriage lessens. Um, and so you don't have that, you're not committed as a married couple would be. This is a study, right? I mean, this is not what I'm saying. This is a study. They're saying you're not as committed as a married couple would be because a married couple, shit, we got ties. We are legally bound. Nigga, if I leave or you leave, I'm going to owe you some money. I'm going to have to pay child support, alimony, and all that extra shit, right? So we're going to try our goddamn hardest. If we're not married and we're just cohabitating, it's easier to say, you know what? Let's be the best co-parents we are and get the fuck out of here and peace out, Boy Scout, right? And so children, those 40% of, of people who have children, the, those children are more likely to see their parents break up by the age of 12 than uh, children whose, whose parents are married. Um, and so for me, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm down for divorce. I'm also down for getting the fuck out of a relationship even if you have kids. Do not stay in a cohabitating situation and don't be shacking up with a nigga just because you got babies by him. And vice versa, man, like know your worth. Like at the end of the day, if you are not happy, <laughs> I got to go because one day, God willing, I'll have a little girl. And whether I'm married or not, who gives a fuck, right? I, I would like to be married. If I'm not, I'm okay with that as well. Um, I just would like to be with my partner, um, but that's neither here nor there. One day, I might have a little girl and if, if she's, she's going to see me, right. She's going to pay attention. My niece is so funny. Um, she's, she's four now. She turned four in April and like she, we literally got in the car. Uh, me, Lauren, you guys have heard Lauren. She's been on the show before and Lyric got in the car and uh, Lauren had hopped out of the car to go check the mailbox. And um, Lauren and my brother had had like a little spat, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing major. But um, Lyric was in the backseat. She was like, mommy and daddy are so mean to each other sometimes. She's four. She's four. You know what I'm saying? Like, my point is kids pay attention. So if you're staying in a relationship, like, because you have a kid, your kid is going to see that. And that little girl is going to grow up thinking that's what love is. And so when she goes and finds a man who ain't shit or who's hitting on her or doing whatever, or she's staying with him just because of the money or because he pays the bills or whatever it may be, you can't look at her like she's crazy because she learned it from you. So don't stay in a relationship for the sake of kids. Don't do it. Men, if you're unhappy with your woman and you've tried everything you can do, just because she has your kids does not mean anything. You be the best parent you can be. You be the best father you can be. Hopefully she's not a crazy bitch and she lets you see your children. Okay. If not, go to the court your damn self. It looks better if you go than if she goes. You know what I'm saying? And do what you got to do to be a great dad, but don't stay in a miserable situation because your daughter sees that, your son sees that, and they're going to grow up thinking that's what love is and that it's okay. And it's not okay. It's not by any means. So that's my my take on shacking up and, and being with kids. Like if you shack up and, and you're with them uh, and you have kids and it works, it works. 
Um, and you guys have heard the the episode, the, the marriage episode, like is marriage necessary, right? It's not necessary. Marriage is not necessary. If you haven't heard it, go back. Um, I believe it was season three that we did the marriage one. Um, and I had my friend Tari as well as Lauren on. Uh, because Lauren and my brother, they're not married, but they've been together for like 10 plus years. They have my niece, right? My friend Tari, um, he's been together with his wife, married for 12 plus years, and he doesn't have kids. So that was a really interesting episode and it kind of ties in with this one. Um, but yeah, my whole point is, guys, like the shack up, if it works for you, it works for you. Like at the end of the day, it's all circumstantial. Me personally and <laughs> my current situation, what I've learned from it is that communication, like I tell you guys all the time, is key. Um, I did not communicate with my partner prior to the move in. It happened. It was awkward and weird. Um, but I didn't really speak up. I just let it happen. And it was cool. Um, because again, like I said, I love this person. It worked out. Um, but because we didn't have that conversation now, instead of saying, oh, we're going to move into a house together. Let's go rent a townhome. Let's go, you know, upsize and make this bigger and really build this life. We're going separate ways, which could either be super great for our, our relationship and beneficial, beneficial or detrimental. Um, and either way in that situation, I win and he wins, right? If we move out, um, or excuse me, when we move out, if we decide like, hey, like, damn, we really, really love each other. Like, let's do this. That's a fucking win, right? Like, that's a win. Like, we have a conversation, come down and say, hey, these are my priorities. These are mine. These are my expectations. These are mine. And let's do this. We both win. And if we realize like, this isn't it, and nigga, you go your way, like, nigga, you go yours. Like, if we realize that that's a win too, because now we're not wasting each other's time and you are free to go find the love of your life. I'm free for the love of the life, my life to find me. Right. Like, like, so it's a win, win either way. Um, yeah. So my whole thing with this, the shack up is literally like, guys, you have to communicate with the person that you're living with. Um, I don't think that if you live with somebody, you value commitment less. Um, I remember my grandma used to say like, if he can, if he can get the milk, no, why would he buy the cow if he can get the milk for free? Right? Like, I think that's the same. My grandma used to say that all the time. But at the end of the day, like, set your expectations. Set your expectations. If you know you want to get married and you feel like moving in with your man would uh, prevent him from popping the question uh, in a timely manner or in a, in a timeline that you would like, then don't do it. If you're like me and you know that, yeah, I could live with somebody, but I also, you know, need my space and, um, I need time to breathe and be alone. Like find somebody who understands that and communicate that with them in an efficient manner, right? Um, in an effective manner. Communicate like, hey, it's not you, it's me. And I just I just need to be able to like go in this room and be left alone for a couple of hours. Like don't call my name. Don't text me. Don't like leave me alone. <laughs> like don't be too loud. Like talk about like, hey, I have a, a, a friend of the opposite sex. Is it okay if they, if they come over? Vice versa, like talk about the things that you want. Um, and the things that you expect, um, because if you do that, then you're able to to make it last. The longevity will be there. I also am a firm believer that um, the shack up can ruin. <laughs> it can ruin your relationship and not even ruin. Like, like I said, it's a win win. So ruin is the wrong term. If you're shacking up with someone, it's a win-win. I I do believe that you should live together prior to marriage, um, or at least being like once you're engaged, then move in. 
like something because there is no fucking way that I'm buying a car without test driving it. Maybe that's a horrible analogy, but I don't give a fuck. I am not going to marry a man and then be living with him for the first time because you don't know someone until you live with them. Like, are they dirty? Are they clean? Like, what's their routine? Do they wake up in the morning and sit around for three hours before they actually get started? Are they productive? Do they expect you to do everything, right? Like, how much of a team are we um, once we once we live together? Uh, is this person a protector? Are they a provider? Um, are they making sure the home is safe? And, and you know, are they doing what it takes to build with you um, in this home? Are they making this house a home, right? Uh, I think that's super important. Fellas, can your lady really cook? Or did she do a recipe before you came over that one time? <laughs> can she cook? Uh, is she is she clean? Um, you know, does she, does she care about, you know, personal hygiene and like just little things, little things that make a hell of a big difference. Right. Um, so yeah, guys, my shocking up situation is fucking crazy right now. Needless to say, I will not be living with anyone else any motherfucking time soon. Like it, like y'all, I'm telling y'all, I think I'm good on it. Like, I'm completely good on it. I actually saw a Steve Harvey thing, and this lady was like, I want to marry this man, but I want to have two separate homes. Now that, I don't know if it would work. I don't, I'm not down for that. I'm not about to marry your ass, and, and you living in one house, and I'm living in the other. Like, no, nah, once we get married, we're going to live under one roof. We'll figure out how all this shit works out, but we're definitely going to live under one roof. But as of now, I am okay with being by myself and, um, just, I, I miss coming home and like being alone. Like I miss having alone time. Um, of course there's going to be times where I'm going to want to see him and I'm going to want him to come over and we're going to hang out and it'll be great. But as of now, I am okay with completely being alone and just enjoying this time in this space for me to grow. Um, guys, there is a lot that happens in solitude. So I encourage you, whether you are shacking up with someone, whether you're not Still find time for yourself. Again, I've talked about self-care over the past couple of seasons. It's so important. And being alone is in just being uh, having time to connect with self. That's part of self-care. So uh, don't let your partner or anybody make you feel guilty um, for that or, or take you on a guilt trip for wanting to be alone or wanting to have that solitude um, to continue to grow and find yourself. If your person... Uh, that you're shacking up with or that you're thinking about shacking up with. Uh, first of all, if you're shacking up with someone and there there's a lack of communication there, it, it will ruin you. And there's one thing about communication. You can communicate all day, but if there's no comprehension in that communication, then you're talking to a brick wall. So make sure that person is understanding you as well. Uh, because we've had, me and, and my guy have had multiple conversations, but there's been a lack of comprehension there. So we, we find ourselves talking and repeating ourselves because one of us failed to understand the first time. And so make sure there's a, a strong comprehension level there uh, on both ends. Um, if you're thinking about shacking up with someone, I'm all for it. Like do your fucking thug thizzle, do your thing. Um, use protection, use condoms, uh, use birth control. Cause you know, you don't want to bring in a baby in a situation where, you know, if you don't, you're not sure if it's a forever thing. Um, and I mean, even if you do have a kid and it's not a forever thing, babies are a blessing. They're pretty dope. So whatever. That's neither here nor there. But make sure that you communicate your expectations, your needs, your wants prior to moving in. And shit, make a list. Make a list of pros and cons of, of why you should move in or you shouldn't, right? Um, 
But yeah, that's that. I don't really have anything else to say about the shack up. You know, if you do it, do it well. If you don't do it, that's okay too. Like, who gives a fuck? Make sure it's legal in your state. Because <laughs> in Mississippi and Michigan, y'all niggas going to jail. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's that. Listen, I'm Audi 3000. Is that what they say? Whatever. Gotta go. Love you guys to the moon and back to the fucking stars, each and every galaxy. You're phenomenal. Do not forget to follow the podcast page, theanomaly.podcast on IG. You can also follow my personal page at Carson Charisma. Yes, that is with two Ks. Guys, the Anomaly podcast has some really dope things coming up. I cannot wait to tell you guys about all this fun shit that's about to happen. The Anomaly podcast is on some big we're, we're doing some big fucking things. You know what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. I'll save it for another day. Please do not forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about your favorite motherfucking podcast. Sundays at 10 a.m. I love you all. Thank you for listening. You are my heart. You are my soul. Continue to be great. Peace and blessings.